On today's show, five tips for successful festival submissions. This is going to be interesting. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thank you for uh, for watching or listening to uh, our latest episode. Greg, I don't know whether you've noticed, but in the UK at least, things are starting to open up in the wonderful world of live music. I had my first show in front of a live audience at the time of recording last week yep. you went Next to a gig to, didn't you yeah yes I, I performed a gig in in one week's time from the, the period that, that we're recording this i'm performing at my first music festival me and my band so things are starting to, but you also went up. to one as well as a punter did i yeah spike island Oh yes, I did. That was a one. That was a one-day music festival uh, promoted um, by my uh, by my uh, by my boss. But enough about that. It's 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 safe to say that in terms of live music in the UK at least, and hopefully wherever you're listening to this podcast, it is coming back. So with that in mind, and at the time we are recording this, it's still summertime, and I've got a, a plethora. Of music festivals I'm going to be playing over, over the next couple of months. I thought we'd look at um, the world of festival submissions. Now then, long-term listeners and watchers of this particular show will say, hang on, Sheldon and Greg, haven't you already covered how to apply for festivals in deep dive number 15, link in the show notes? Um, well, I'm yes, so we have. you remember these things. Oh, I, don't, like... don't, worry, don't worry, Greg, it, it's all up here. It's all in the noggin. Uh, but that episode w was mostly about maybe trying to approach a festival who didn't necessarily have an application process that was visible or was open and was more about how to do the necessary sort of background research to try and identify the right particular people at festivals. What this particular episode is concentrating on is that, especially if you follow um, your preferred festivals on social media, there will normally come a time when um, those festivals, in order to fill up their bill in the cheapest way possible, they'll say, do you want musicians, bands, do you want to play our particular festival? There's a submission process at this particular URL. So, um, lots of uh, bands and artists, musicians and singers will then rush to that URL and there will be some sort of application process. Normally, you know, a couple of questions, a couple of things that you need to submit. And the reason why I thought I'd concentrate on this is because for a rather large festival in the Northwest, I was recently approached and asked to be on the frontline judging panel, judging um, all these relevant submissions. And what I found is that there were a couple of common themes, a couple of common mistakes made by a lot of applicants. First off, can I say, it's always been my desire to be like Simon Cowell and to judge people <laughs> as to whether they're through to the... You know me. I, I really enjoyed yeah. the power. It really, was, it really was a power trip. And what I... Oh, I got through um, so... Was it as car crash as the life of Simon Cowell's... Uh, punters can be to be honest a lot of them were competent but a lot of them made some very silly and very basic 
mistakes. And I thought, because a lot of people are making these mistakes, it's probably worth trying to reiterate on a podcast such as this. If people do want to be uh, successful when applying to festivals in this type of uh, application process. Um, as I say, I've got, I've got five what I think were, were common themes throughout uh, a lot of the applicants. Okay. So, Greg, if you want to uh, if you want to start us off and uh, read out uh, okay. each particular tip, and I'll, I'll elaborate upon it. So here are the things that you should look out for when applying to play a festival, okay? Number one, and I really can't believe people don't double-check this stuff. You would not believe. Make sure your links actually work yes so obviously you'll be asked to provide a link to some form of media you know it could be a spotify link it could be a youtube video you wouldn't believe the amount of links that people sent that 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 didn't even work i'm not you know in terms of copy we all know copying and pasting sometimes can leave the odd character off maybe the the front or the back end. And again, maybe this is exacerbated if people are using phones, yeah. but th- there was quite a few people whose links didn't work. Double check it, triple check it. Somebody even sent a link to a JPEG. Greg. <laughs> send it, you know, send us, send us a piece of music. They sent a link to a JPEG. And the thing is, this is one of those sort of simple sort of tests. It's like, if you can't be trusted to successfully send a, uh, a Spotify link or a YouTube link, you can't be trusted by this festival. You know, you can't be, you know, when they say you need to turn up at uh, three o'clock at this particular stage on a particular day, if you can't get that right, in terms of sending the link, you're not going to be able to actually successfully appear where you're sort of supposed to. So, you know, it's a good um, it's a good test of character in a way. But for goodness sake, whatever you're copying and pasting into a form, copy it maybe into a notepad or a WordPad first and then copy from there into a browser. Make sure it works. In terms of like, did you actually go to find out who these bands were or did you literally just go right bin um you know what because this was the first time i'd uh, I'd, I'd done this even if uh, the particular artists in question their links didn't work i did a bit uh, a little bit of extra research on a couple of them to, you know to try and find things i gave them the benefit of the doubt but the person who delegated this particular task to me said um she said i've got 2000 entries and i was like i need some help on yeah. this. So the, the person who's got 2,000 entries in front of them, they're not going to have the time or the inclination. And, and again, you know, it, it, it's almost just like, this is your first test. If you can't well, it's pass first test impressions, one, isn't it? Very much so, very much it so. It would be like walking to a job interview, going to a job interview and realising you've forgotten one of your shoes. Yes. Or, you, you know, you're approaching it in jeans and trainers when you've been asked to come in a suit. Yeah. So uh, I can't Links believe someone work. sent a link to a JPEG. JPEG. <laughs> so, okay. So if that's point number one, attention to detail. Uh, okay. Next one. Use legitimate sites to host your media. So now, what do you mean by this? Well, you'll be asked to supply some form of audio and potentially some form of video. So that means you're going to be pointing to a, uh, probably spotify because 
the majority of people have access to Spotify, even on a free mm. tier. We're talking YouTube. Uh, we're talking SoundCloud. Those are your three uh, primary sites that pretty much e every person who's running this particular process will have access to. Some people were sending me to an Instagram page. It's sort of like, what? I, again, if you've got 2,000 entries, you haven't got time to try and find out which one of mm. these squares on a profile might contain some videos. Somebody sent me to a particular landing page. This was a dance music artist. And you know, when you get those uh, dance music pages whereby you can go to, um, from this landing page, you can go to uh, maybe uh, Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube, you know, your preferred yeah. music player of choice. And I went to... Um, I, as I said, it was dance music. I think, I think the top of the top of the list of options was, I think, Beatport. So I thought, well, dance music, Beatport, that, that, that's fine. I, I clicked on that. And all it would do is uh, it would send me to their Beatport page, which would only play like 30 seconds of music. And it's like, no, 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 right. Let, let's get this sorted once and for all. For your media hosting, it needs to be SoundCloud. It needs to be uh, YouTube. It needs to be Spotify. Don't give them anything else even soundcloud yeah again soundcloud is perhaps more popular in in certain genres that aren't that we're not necessarily into it's still popular in hip-hop um it's still popular in uh in pop and again it's just one of those things whereby you know it's it's a music hosting site and mm. you know pe people put demos on there it doesn't necessarily have to be commercially released music that's where soundcloud will come in yeah, okay. soundcloud youtube spotify don't give anything else okay so you said earlier that there were like two thousand submissions thankfully i didn't have to wade through two thousand but there were two thousand just uh, applying for this one festival yes okay so this one festival was it a big festival or a small festival medium size they're officially classed as a medium-sized festival oh well, you know i won't name them just okay fine them. all right so if you're amongst the 2,000, what do you need to do to stand out from the crowd? Well, it's it's very strange that you should ask that because you do in this application process. And again, you're, you're, there's probably only a certain number of fields whereby, you know, you might need to supply a music link, maybe a, a, a video link. So everybody who's applying needs to ask themselves, what can I do? to make myself stand out from the crowd and be different. I've probably never told you this particular tale before, Greg. Uh, many, many years ago, I was on a, I was on a, a consumer tasting uh, panel for tomato sauce. I was in the town centre <laughs> and somebody said, do you, do you want to do a consumer taste test? It's just like, yeah, oh, come on, it's Saturday afternoon. I've got, I've got nothing else. When to you do. say tomato sauce, do you mean tomato ketchup? Yes. Right, okay. So... Um, I was I was presented with an array of, uh, of paper plates and breadsticks in order to, uh, to to sample this tomato sauce. And the person who was guiding me through this this test says, "Right, what I want you to do is I want you to um, I want you to rate the tomato sauce for things like sweetness and for saltiness and for tomatoiness and." It's funny because up until somebody pointing that out, I'd never actually noticed this. So I, I tested, you know, tasted the first one, and oh yeah, yeah, I can actually recognise the, the level of sweetness. I, I can recognise the level of saltiness, especially if you're eating it on its own. And 
I got to the second one. It's like, oh, there is a difference between the level of saltiness and sweetness and tomatoiness of, of this one and the second one. By the time I got to the eighth, I couldn't taste it. They were all just tomato sauce. I, I got sauce blindness. <clears throat> and what happens when you've got 2,000 entries in terms of, say, for example, let, let's use the indie rock guitar band you might listen to the first one and go all oh, right yeah i really quite like what they do and i can objectively say whether it's good or not by the time you get to your 20th and they're all producing music that sounds very much the same it's really hard to distinguish and to objectively criticize and rate sort of bands so over and above the the, the quality of the music you've got to Try, as, a, as, an, as an applicant to try and find some sort of way to make you stand out from the crowd. It, it, it's almost like a, a tiebreaker in a competition. Um, in, in this particular um, application process for this festival, um, there, there was a, a submission that said, in no more than 100 words, tell us why you want to play from the festival. And the, the one submission that, that stood out the most for me, there was one particular band who uh, was um, was uh, doing uh, quite uh, humorous answers to this. And the majority of, of people just said, oh, um, you know, we sound like X band, we sound like Y band, and we'd really like to play your festival. What a great opportunity. And this one particular band who I, who I put through to the next round said, seriously though, we can load the van very fast. And I just thought, all right, you're entertaining. You've given me the type of answer that no one else has in terms of the block of submissions yeah. that I received. You're probably the sort of band that when you get on stage, you'll be just as entertaining on stage as you are when you when you uh, completed this particular form. So I think what you need to do is try and find a way to express how different you are within this particular process if you're given uh, an opportunity to. Now then, episode 26 of mm -hmm. our particular podcast uh, covers things like uh, band biographies, and that looks at um, how to find interesting ways maybe to cite your influence. And, and uh, if you if you listen to that episode, we'll put a link in the show notes, can... Um, can can help you in that regard. So, so don't just um, you know blindly cite your influence. Try and think of it almost like a job application. Why should we uh, employ you and put you on the stage over and above everyone else? Try and find an interesting way to to identify why your particular musical outfit and your musical offering is is different from everyone yep. else's. So stand out from the crowd, if at all possible. So um, something that you've always kind of uh, emphasised um, with the projects that we worked on together, it's about uh, producing live video footage rather than just sending a promo video. Why yeah, you, you, you'll probably be asked to supply some form of video footage just so we can, you know, just so the uh, the festival can can see what you actually sort of look like uh, altogether, and it. it Obviously, I think live footage is going to be better than your, your generic sort of pop promo simply because, you know, it's showing the person at the other end the goods on stage. It's showing them the uh, the merchandise. It might also uh, go some way to show the crowd reaction in terms of when you play in front of a, a crowd. It may also well be that it could give 
um, the person at the festival some idea as to maybe the number of people that you might actually be be able to to bring. I wouldn't necessarily get too hung up about it needing to be, you know, ultra professional, um, high quality, four um, K footage shot with the, the 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 most fancy DSLR. You know, as long as as long as the the picture quality is reasonably good, as long as the audio quality is reasonably good, you know, that that should um, stand you in. Um, in good stead but yes try and um, if you are asked to provide a, a video focus on a on, on the live side and again something that will represent a big representation of um, of your on stage activities there's a band that you and i know uh, that do seem to show a lot of pictures of them playing live gigs but they never ever show any pictures of audiences uh, yes. That, you, that, how? Where's the balance point between? Well, what people? I, I, you know, I, I tend to find that if if somebody takes a photograph of somebody performing on stage, that you know, that that's a that's a very that, that's a valid uh, activity. Um, I, I think we, we've all come across instances whereby we um, photos have been framed and cropped in such a way as not to show any of, of the audience and potentially uh, lack of audience. Um, if, you know, if you haven't got much in, in, in the way of an audience, don't, don't worry too much about that. Again, they're concentrating on, on the performance and how you perform on stage. Again, if, you know, if you're in a position where you might be able to bring lots of people, fine. You know, if not, chances are that they're probably not paying you as a person playing the festival that much anyway you know you probably get some beers and uh, an opportunity to be on a on a festival poster or, or a festival listing and that's probably um enough compensation for uh, for the majority of our listeners so you know if you've got people bobbing away in the audience then fine make sure you you know you capture it if if not don't worry too much about it not for a festival at least yeah Okay, so number five, you yep. put, I thought this would be a no-brainer, really, but include recent material. It was strange because somebody um, in this application process submitted uh, a live video from 20, 2014. So how many years? Is, is that seven years? Seven years. It doesn't seem that long ago. It, well, it did, well, yes, for, for slightly older people such as ourselves, it doesn't. But, you know, in musically, that's probably uh, too old a footage to represent uh, a band maybe as they are now. I mean, chances are that, you know, your sound might have changed over the course of those seven years. That, that It might be a completely different uh, lineup. Uh, what I would be thinking of as the person at the other end is that, if if this is your, your your best song and it and it's seven years old, have you have you have you stagnated? Yeah. Have, you, have you not written a good song in the past seven years? That you know that doesn't it doesn't bode well for for the like for the likes of me. So I I would suggest make sure again if you're providing a link to a Spotify song or some video footage, provide something that's reasonably up to date and gives a, a, a good representation of what you sound like now. Yeah. Rather, I think what, looking at the video footage, it, it was really nicely shot footage. And I think they were just trying to show themselves in the best possible light, as in, I haven't got any better looking footage than this. And, you know, 
good looking footage is great but you know make sure it's it's current like like i say it, it doesn't need to be perfect i think the person mm. who went fully appreciates that not um perhaps too many um bands and, uh, and artists have access to uh, you know to, to semi-professional footage they should do of course because as we know we, we, we've dis- dis- discussed this many times on the show it is an investment in your music career oh, yeah. but, and but, to be honest it's not ridiculously expensive anymore not uh, anymore I mean, no. you don't yeah i mean having jibs and kind of going all out does start to get expensive but you know you can produce pretty decent footage with just two cameras very one much static so, very much so. or one locked off and one roaming so yeah, but whatever you submit, whether it's video or audio, make sure it, it's reasonably up to date, it's reasonably fresh, and it gives you, uh, the person at the other end, a reasonable representation of who you are musically now or with it within the past couple of years. So effectively, applying to play a festival is very, very similar to applying to play a gig with a venue or a promoter. They operate on similar sort of application processes. Normally, you know, if you're um, if you're trying to maybe get a support slot with um, at a, a, you know, for a gig that's that's at a particular venue, you'll be posting the same types of of links. You'll be applying in a certain way, and you'll be trying to do like a, a little sort of potted bio and sending that off to the venue or to the promoter, giving you, again, as in, a re- you've got to give people a good enough reason as to why you should be uh, allowed to play that particular venue or to play a show for that particular promoter. So um, similar sort of processes. And again, even if you're not lucky enough to catch um, festivals this time round for 2021, as we're recording this, hopefully uh, viewers and listeners of the podcast will, will store this episode mm-hmm. in their mind. And when they see maybe in uh, six to nine months' time on their socials at festivals, uh, putting out requests, putting out shout-outs for bands and artists to uh, to play their festival, they can link back and scroll back through our episodes, find this and particular episode, and use tips. those tips. Definitely. So... Is today a deep dive or is today a normal episode? That's a very good question. I hadn't actually... Um, because we've I've, managed to get through these relatively rapidly. And I, I know, and well, I, I, think, I, think it, I think it's a normal episode. It just okay. happens to be a reasonably brief one, which is quite good. You know, we're both busy people, Greg. We are. So we're going to need to think about something maybe for next week to, uh, to for, for slagging off purposes, because that's what deep dives normally are. It's normally us. I still um, think, I still, and I want the viewers, the, the, you know, and the listeners to basically, because I've suggested this to you before, because a lot of the time on these, we probably edge on the side of not caution, but politeness. But I do think we should do an episode where we just really say what it's we think. It's the dirt. <clears throat> and stuff. No holds and barred. My two cents. Greg yeah. and Sheldon's my two cents. Do you yeah, know what really great? You know what really grinds my gears? We should do it. It's like, you know, when they do stuff like they do like a late woman's hour on and it's like post 10, 10 p.m. or something like that. We should do one where we just basically say, what we genuinely think instead of trying to be sometimes a little too well we're trying to be helpful we're trying to be supportive like i say um live music is is back to to a certain degree and you know 
I'm hopefully happy, hopefully optimistic. You know, the the, the relative the numbers, if we're talking facts and figures and, and statistics and, and cases and such, it, it, it seems to be, certainly at the moment, boding well, for, certainly for the summer, certainly for uh, for outdoor festivals and shows. I've got, uh, I think, about six or seven lined up. Oh, okay, that's of, pretty of, good, considering of, we're in August. Yeah, very, very much so. I've got one... Um, which is a council-run event, which is still waiting for the for the official sort of go ahead. But yeah, you know everything's tentatively returning, and we we just hope that uh, yeah people continue to get um um in a position whereby we can uh, we can all enjoy uh, live music again, something we've been deprived of mm. this past eighteen months or so. So if there's any um, topic you'd like us to um, to give our advice about in terms of uh, marketing and other aspects of furthering your music career in whatever platform you're watching or listening to this, maybe leave a comment underneath, get in touch and we shall, uh, we shall chew the fat or indeed, if you just want Mm. us to uh, slag off something to do with music. If you want us to do a raw and uncensored 30 minute music marketing as long as it's about music and and, yeah. and marketing, yeah, you know, we'll we'll slack we'll slack people. This is it. You, you should see us when the cameras and the microphones aren't on. Off. What a couple of gossips. So, but there you go. So that is today's thirty-minute music marketing. So, Thank if you you've enjoyed uh, today's episode, as they always say, share it with a fellow musician friend. Like, subscribe, share all that malarkey, and we will see you uh, on the next episode. Take care Take now. Care. Bye.